Okay, grace and peace, everybody. God bless you. Welcome you back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. It's been a while. Been on a little hiatus, taking care of some personal things and some business th- uh, business things. But we're back. Um, wanted to just share a few things that was on my heart. First of all, today, November 10th, marks um, a very solemn day for me and my family. Today marks the fifth year Um, of my mother's departure and um, to say that she has been a driving force in my life is an understatement. Um, She was just the epitome of a strong woman and I'm not going to re-memorialize her but um, I just want to share a few thoughts just around what I'm processing and prayerfully um, that which I share can be a blessing to you. You know, maybe you're not um, facing a, 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 a death of a loved one, but it could be the death of a relationship, the death of any type of ship. I'll be talking about that a little bit later. And so, you know, it's not unusual to confront that season of time with, um, you know, remorse, uh, depression, um, sorrow, you know, and those are, are healthy emotions when they're, you know, expressed within the confines of uh, of the time um they become unhealthy when they discontinue to leak um but the those are healthy emotions we're supposed to feel um <clears throat> that when we're losing someone whether it's to you know losing them for eternity or losing them you know over a course of of a relationship or what have you but i was thinking about uh the conversation that jesus had well that the angel of the lord had with joshua when moses passed and you know, if you've been there, you've been there, you know, and you have someone who you love, someone who you have leaned on, someone who was your strength um, for so many years. We're not talking about a friend in passing, but we're talking about someone who has been a staple in your life, who has been a constant in your life. And when that is taken away from you, it can render you um, immobilized, just unable to move forward, just stuck for the lack of a better word. And, you know, yeah, we're we're coping with what happened and trying to process how to move forward and what moving forward without that person looks like. But understand this. And again, this is what the Lord woke me up five o'clock this morning. Uh, so I'm so sleepy right now. And it's not even funny, but, uh, you know, and he ministered that entire conversation, that discourse between the captain of the army of the uh, angel of the Lord um, and the captain of the army of the Lord was what, which was an angel, which was Jesus, the theophany, he appeared before his time. But anyway, uh, and he spoke to Joshua and he acknowledged Joshua, Moses is dead. And it's not that he didn't know, right? I mean, of course he knew, but sometimes you have to confront the inevitable. And I say that because I'm in a season where I'm confronting a lot of things that were just inevitable. You can't overlook it. You can't underlook it. You can't uh, not see it. It is just plain as the nose on your face. And in order to move forward, we have to acknowledge what has died, what has ended, what has come to an end, what has served its purpose. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to uh, maybe shed tears over it or you're not going to express some kind of remorse or go through some type of um you know, season of sorrow, those are all natural human emotions. And you should, you should uh, experience that so that you, your, your, your um, soul can, uh, can cleanse itself 
from the releasing of those pent up emotions. So there's nothing wrong with that. Don't let people tell you, oh, you shouldn't be crying over that. You, no, the devil is a lie. That's why God gave you those emotions is so that the body has its own way of cleansing itself. The soul has a way of cleansing itself. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit, once we let him in and take charge, he'll take care of your spirit, man. He'll build you up and keep you strong even when you feel like you're ready to fall on your face. But the work of your soul is your work. <laughs> it's your work as you partner with God. Right. And so this is what um, Moses was saying to. Hey, good morning. Was saying to um, Joshua. He said, listen, I need you to acknowledge what is inevitable. I need you to acknowledge what will never be again. This will you you will never embrace that again. You will never experience that again. And some may say, gosh, that's a real hard thing. Well, yeah. But you know what? Sometimes when you're stuck and you are pregnant with destiny, you've got so much locked inside of you that God wants you to produce in the earth. Sometimes you have to have those hard conversations, um, people of God. And it's those who love you. It is those who see the best in you. They can see what God has in store for you. They will have those hard conversations with you, even at the expense of losing you as a friend. Okay. Even at the expense of you getting mad and not speaking to them. At that point, your immediate reaction to what they're saying is irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Because they see the bigger picture. And even when Jesus approached Peter and Jesus said, Peter, I see that Satan desires to sift you as wheat. Now, Peter could have gotten as mad as everything you ever seen. That was irrelevant. Peter's anger with Jesus was irrelevant. What Jesus wanted Peter to understand is there is an assignment to destroy your life. And I love you enough. I care about you enough to to make you aware of what is happening and equip you prophetically and prayerfully equip you to overcome this season because it's coming. So. You know, I said all that to say this. The Lord woke me up this morning, um, you know, and, and just ministered um, because I, I, you know, I was talking to my children and we, you know, and, and, and my children were all close to my mom. I mean, we just were a very, very close family. And, and and so it was hard. And so they were, you know, like, well, mom, what are we going to do? You know, are you going to go to work? And I said, you know what? I'm going. I'm going because that's who she raised me to be. You know, she she was a strong woman and she God knows I received her mantle. But I say that to say this, people of God, the greatest testament that you can give. And listen to me carefully. The greatest testament that you can give to a person who has gone on, rather gone home to glory or they just moved on out of your life. But the great if you want to honor that relationship, then pay attention to the lessons that they taught you. And can I say this? Even the relationships that didn't work out. There were still some nuggets, whether God designed it or not. There were, because you are a child of purpose, you still learn something. You look throughout the Bible, every relationship, godly or ungodly, you walked away with some type of knowledge. You walked away with a skill set. Even Israel, when they were in bondage in Egypt, still walked away with gold, right? So don't ever look at the failure or the death of the thing as that's it. I'm never going to, you know, uh, you know, succeed. I'm never going to prosper. I'm never going to rise above my circumstances. That's not true. As a child of destiny, no matter what you're caught up in, when you're coming out of that thing or when you're going through it, you're coming out with wealth. You're coming out with substance. You're coming out with a skill set. You're coming out with experience. You're coming out with wisdom. So you're, you're never coming out naked. Okay. You're never coming out naked. You may not come out with that person, but there were things, if you didn't learn anything else, you learn how to manage your emotions. You learn how to manage your conduct. You learn how to hold your peace and you can't pay a price for that. So 
you know, with that, and as I was sharing with my children, I said the testament and the way, the greatest way to honor her is to get up, wipe my face, go to work, grind, encourage people, motivate, and, and, and manifest what she put in me. I was thinking about, too, as the Holy Spirit was ministering to me this morning when Jesus went, you know, when he uh, ascended. Right. And he told the disciples, he told the apostles, he said, I want you to wait in the upper room. I want you to wait until the power comes. Right. In Acts chapter one, Acts chapter two. I want you to wait. Go to Jerusalem, go to the upper room and just pray because Jesus understood that. You're in a season of uncertainty. You're, you're, you're feeling um, inadequate. And, and I understand that. You know, he didn't immediately say, hey, go preach, go cast up. He understood that they needed time to cope with what had happened. They, they needed time to prepare for what is going to happen. So there were a lot of things going on during that time. And so Jesus in his wisdom, and this is what I want to share with you. There will be times when you may just have to sit still. And, and let that healing process, let those thoughts come together, bring clarity of mind. But that does not mean that you just, you know, you just take off and resign and, and, and you did No, no, no. He's Jesus. The word of God said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, Joshua, you go. And the Lord allowed Joshua time to um, mourn. He allowed him time to grieve. But then when he saw, listen, when that grief was becoming unproductive, where it's no longer the cleansing of your emotions. Now it is becoming demonic and it's becoming toxic. And anything that you, you sit anything out on the counter long enough and you want to see mold and bacteria and things. And so we cannot unguard uh, how we're feeling. We have to confront it. We have to acknowledge it as painful as it is. We have to go through the, the motions, whatever that looks like, so that we can get to the point that to where when that hard conversation comes, hey, I need you to get up and move now. I need you to go ahead and launch. I need you to do, then, you know, it's time to do that. And so that's what Jesus said to, to the apostles. Listen, there's a greater work, greater beyond what you've done with me in these past three and a half years. I've given you so much. I've given you so much. I've equipped you with so much. But not only that, there's so much more to come. Why? Because I'm going to my father. He said greater works. Listen to this. So those that have, you know, and you know who your heroes are. Your heroes who have departed this have to, excuse me, have departed this life. Those were your heroes and they have made some, some, some significant impartations in your life. And so, yeah, come to grips with the healing, come to grips with the pain. But then you still have you still pregnant with seed that they have um, that they've sown into you. And you have an obligation to raise that seed up. You have an obligation to to manifest what they what God used them to sow and invest in you. So go through the healing, uh, the, the grieving, whatever that process looks like for you, whether you're grieving over a, a, a loss, like a final physical loss or a relationship loss, go through it. And listen, don't make any apologies for you know, that process. It, pride will step in. I'm okay. I'm a big girl. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. My anointing. Listen, you're going to break yourself and you're going to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And you're going to, you're going to wound people because at some point, remember anything left un, un, unwrapped, unguarded is going to spoil and you're going to contaminate yourself, your gift, your works, um, your personality, your conduct, behavior. It's going to become contaminated, toxic, and you're going to hurt people. You're going to inflict wounds on people. So do that work, uh, my, my friends, do that work and, and, and let God have those hard conversations. If he has to wake you up in the morning or keep you up at night or if he sends someone to you and they say, listen, I've been watching you and, and you've kind of been sitting in this place for a long time and God has put a lot in you. And I understand that the person has left. I understand that person has departed or I understand that relationship has ended. But, honey, 
uh, the greater the greater one is in you. And if God allowed that thing to come to an end, whether you agree with it or not, there is greater on the other side of through. So it is time for each of us to acknowledge whatever those areas are that um, that have caused pain. And those are real, real areas, real, real areas, especially this year. Many of us have experienced pain. And, and to be honest, many of us have not even we haven't had time. We, we were almost in a Job kind of thing where before you can really grieve over one thing, something breaks loose on the other side. And so this year has really um, it has really placed a demand on us as a body and as a people to rise up and 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 and. and to stand and to deliver. Uh, someone said this 2020 has been a year of revealings and God knows it has, right? But guess what? We, we are not without hope and this is not it. We are still here. I was telling my church on Sunday, we are still here, kept by the grace of God. And so there are things that we must do. There are people we must reach. There are uh, gifts and talents and skill sets that God wants to be manifested in the earth. And so, yes, we acknowledge pain, we acknowledge hurt, we acknowledge the departure or the the ending of a thing, but we also acknowledge that that may have been a benediction, but my life has not been given a benediction. And so we now have the responsibility of flipping the chapter and looking to see, okay, God, what's next? My apostle wrote a book, Apostle Hopkins, The Spiritual Place Called Next. I'll be talking about that a little bit later, but there is a place called next. This is not it. Amen. So we love you. We pray that these words have been a source of encouragement and, and inspiration for you. Um, we want you to, I launched my um, nonprofit in, in honor of my mom. It's entitled Barbara's Lighthouse. And it's a new Facebook page. We've got so much that we're doing. We're bringing so many people together um, to, uh, to, to finish her work, to finish her legacy. Jesus said, go, greater work shall you do, right? So, you know, we're, we're carrying that torch as her oldest daughter, you know, and my children, you know, we're carrying on that torch to make sure that the work that she started is finished. Right. And that not only finished, but that it goes on into a place of perfection and that it blesses more people than she could have ever realized in her lifetime. So that's what Jesus wanted. Jesus wanted to multiply himself in us. That's why everywhere we go, people should see Jesus. They called him. That's why the term Christians came from is because you look like Christ. So again, we have that obligation, you guys, to uh, whoever it was, those heroes in your life, um, those coaches, those teachers, your grandparents, your aunties, uncles, your parents, or whoever it was, and they've gone home. And, you know, pick, pick that thing up, pick that mantle up and dust it off and say, you know what, you know, she made the best pies, he was the best truck driver, whatever, and find what's left that hasn't been developed and ask the Father, Lord, is that something you 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 expect from me is that something that i can do to to honor this person's memory so we love you we pray that the lord will bless you and keep you stay safe until next time god bless